Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Entitled Parents video. We've got a lot of crazy Entitled Parents stories today, including one of a Karen getting kicked out of a restaurant. So let's not wait around. Our first story is from an anonymous poster. My parents got nothing from my nice grandparents. So let's start out with the facts. My parents were complete jerks. As the oldest child, I was expected to do everything. I needed to clean and give them money from my job to pay the bills, while in reality they spent it on my five youngest siblings. We all had a year between each of us. I was neglected and forced to buy my own things. Eventually, I opened my own account that my parents couldn't access. They hated the fact that I wasn't giving them money for themselves. So when I turned 23, my entitled grandparents on my dad's side died. They were just as bad as my parents. They left everything to my parents and siblings. Then my family bragged about it for years. The amount left in total was about in the six figures. So when I turned 25, my nice grandparents passed. I loved them as that's where I spent most of my childhood. Every weekend I went over because I knew I wasn't welcome at my home with my own family. My grandpa was an owner of a quite successful diner. He had started over 50 years before this story. He had real estate and investments in things like crypto, but he hid his wealth from my parents. At 20, I worked at the diner full time as a cook. They also hated my parents because they knew how entitled they were. So when they passed, I was pretty upset. When the will was read, my parents and siblings got nothing. I inherited everything, including the diner. Now at 28, I'm happy and away from all their BS. First of all, considering how bad people treated OP, it's good that they had somebody to turn to that was actually a good person to them. If you out of the blue inherited a windfall like this, would you try to keep it as secret as possible? Try to not tell literally anybody at all that you inherited all this money and all these assets? Or would you have no problem sharing that info with your immediate family, maybe even just flaunting it? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Pickle 7308 Easter is always our wedding anniversary. Easter falls on my husband's birthday this year and reminded me of this. My parents had me at a young age, then got married after I was born. They don't celebrate their anniversary on the actual day because they don't remember it, even though it's on their marriage certificate. They claimed Easter as their wedding anniversary, so every year, my siblings say happy Easter to them and they say, ahem, and? Then just stare at us until we say happy anniversary. We were also just expected to make them breakfast in bed. One year, my siblings and I decided to say screw it and just heat up leftovers from the night before as their breakfast. They didn't love their warmed up KFC for some reason. They also don't want people to talk crap about how they had a kid before marriage, so they always add a year to my age. I'm 28, so on Easter this year, it'll be their 29th wedding anniversary. It's ridiculous. 
You can't just claim a holiday as your fake wedding anniversary and expect things. I got married on Labor Day weekend a few years ago, so every Labor Day my mom says happy anniversary, to which I reply, oh, it was actually on so-and-so. She's only said happy anniversary every Labor Day and refuses to acknowledge the actual date. I actually think there's nothing really wrong with choosing to celebrate an anniversary on a holiday like that, but it has to come with that added caveat that you understand that it's a holiday for everybody else in a totally different way, and that despite choosing to celebrate it yourselves on those days, you gotta make room for everybody else to be celebrating Easter like they're going to be. Also, it's kind of horrendous that they refuse to acknowledge the actual anniversary day for OP and just keep popping up every Labor Day. If only those parents realized how uncaring they come off when they do that repeatedly. Our next story is from Entaro Tupac, the salty, almost stepmother. My parents divorced when I was in the first grade. It was a bad marriage and they're both better people for it, but my father for sure blew it up at the end. It's kind of hard to argue that point when his mother and sisters both took my mom's side. Oh well. These details are important to understand as my father had a long, bad track record with women. He's grown up quite a bit, and he's a better person than he appears in the story too, so let's just take it as read that he understands and has spent years making up for his oversights regarding his children you'll see later on. My stepmom is awesome. She and my father have been together for a couple of decades, and she makes him a better person. This story isn't about her, it's about my almost stepmom. Let's call her Salty Chica or Salty for short. My father got together with Salty a few years after the divorce. He then moved far, far away with her. She was a full-time student, returning to grad school after deciding her current academic field was full of horrible people. She was convinced all of these changes were going to improve her life immeasurably. It didn't. My older sister, who was at this point undiagnosed, bipolar, immediately hated her. I couldn't tell why. Then again, I didn't really learn how to pick up on social cues until my 20s, so I didn't really understand the problem. Besides, sister was awful with everyone, so why would she take to Salty? Salty reciprocated the feelings in a pretty obvious way. The difference here is that she was closing in on 40, and my sister was still in middle school. Have you ever seen a public screaming match between a child and a grown butt woman? I have. One time, they were on a trip together along with my father, and my sister got quite sick, ending up in the hospital overnight. Salty was furious. She was asked to leave the waiting room as she was unable to control her volume in voicing her displeasure at how sister ruined their vacation. My father, who's not known for being outwardly paternal, ripped her a new one, and indeed a third one, out in the parking lot. I only learned this detail some years later, when being relayed the story, I imagine security guards were involved, but that may be 20 odd years of memory distortion at work, and perhaps a little, lots of, residual hatred towards her. She never forgave my sister for that incident, and would occasionally bring it up because… because. There are numerous little incidents. For example, screaming at a cyclist to fornicate himself when she was walking in the bike lane, But the biggest one was their engagement slash unengagement announcement. I flew out to far, far away as a birthday present. Salty decided that we should spend my birthday weekend in wine country. I was turning 13. The evening before we left for our day trip, my father and Salty told me they were planning to marry in a few months. My sister and I were to be the only attendees. Super. Well, wine country sucked. 
Salty made two sandwiches. I can still taste them. They were revolting. I was not a picky eater at all, but it was horrific. It was some kind of experimental fermented something or other. To my great credit, I ate the first one with no obvious negative reaction. Then with Salty with an earshot, my father said, Aren't you going to eat the other one? I'm not hungry. That one was enough. They say, I think you should eat the other one. I say, Dad, I'm trying to lose weight. They say, you should really eat the other one. You see where this is going? I was ill for the rest of the day. Not that it mattered too much, as I wasn't allowed to enter most of the wineries they visited. Apparently, wine country wasn't really kid-friendly. Who knew? They had a great time inside, though my father was getting increasingly concerned about me. It may have seemed to him like acting out, but if it was, I seemed pretty darn committed. Anyway, what felt like 34 years later, about 7 of your earth hours, we showed up for our dinner reservation. I could not eat. Salty lost her mind. Everyone was looking at us. I was trying to hide under the table. Then, for the first and only time, I've seen him go pop a bear, at least on my behalf. I'd witnessed Kodiak Dad come out a couple of times for my sister's benefit and ripped into her hard. Like, we have to leave this very fancy restaurant now because if we don't, the manager's gonna call the cops and tell them to bring more than a couple of guys bad. The multi-hour car ride home was tense. At some point, Salty tried to put a CD in so we wouldn't have to listen to the deafening silence. She failed several times, then snapped the CD in frustration. My father and I laughed. She was not amused. We kept chuckling. We were gonna be okay, he and I. The next morning, they were no longer engaged. I was still unwell, though I recovered enough to fly home the day after. A few months later, she finished her program, moved a few zones away, and sold their shared car without telling my dad. Epilogue Two years after the wicked witch of the Midwest was out of our lives, Glenda, my fairy stepmother, showed up in my dad's life and all became right in the kingdom. Salty, on the other hand, found more trolls under her new bridge, tried moving back with her parents, and found the same people making her life miserable had followed her there and then tried to rekindle with my father, who had learned his lesson about messing with dark magic, and told her to find a falling house. And yes, I still hold the sandwich thing over his head. This is 100% one of those stories that you look back on and you realize, holy crap, if my dad didn't make me eat that second sandwich, who knows how differently everything could have turned out. Might not have had that flip out that night, might not have realized that the unengagement was the way to go. Who knows, maybe they would keep trying to make it work. Or maybe it would just go on a little bit longer until the dad realized they can't stand Salty. Our next story is from Coca-Cola. My dad has a gun and he's told my mom he's coming after me and my aunt because I pressed charges after him. I filed to have a restraining order placed against my mom and dad after they kept contacting me, harassing and threatening me and my aunt after I pressed charges against them for stealing from me, stealing my identity and getting things in my name. Yesterday I called the police because a blocked number kept calling and hanging up. My mom called my aunt from a number she didn't recognize and said that my dad had hit her and said that he was going to take care of the situation with me and my aunt. And then he left my mom's house with a gun. The police came here and got statements from me and my aunt, and the police in my mom's city went to her house, but no one was home. For hours, we didn't know where my brother and sister or my mom and dad were or if they were okay. 
Early this morning, my mom called the police and said that she and my brother and sister were at my grandma's house. She talked to the police and said that my dad was the one who'd been calling us and hanging up. She said that he was actually with her when she called my aunt. But after he made her say that he was going to take care of the situation, he really did leave her house with a gun. She said that she's not wanted to contact me and that he forced her to contact us every time she called. She said that he's been using and he's drunk and paranoid and he really did hurt her. She said she's fled to my grandma's house because she's scared of my dad too. So I guess she's putting everything on my dad. I don't know what to believe. I'm terrified. I'm too scared to go outside. My aunt and cousins and me are not at my aunt's house. We had to split up because we didn't have anywhere to go where 10 people can just show up, but we're all near each other. I'm scared. I feel so guilty and ashamed and my period's not gone off. I'm still in horrible pain and I feel sick. We still don't know where my dad is or what he's thinking or what he plans to do. I'm so scared. The police said they're sure they're going to catch him, but they haven't caught him yet. I hope they find him soon and that no one gets hurt. I'm so sorry my brother and sister and my aunt and my cousins have to go through this. I hope this ends up with everyone being okay. None of them deserve this. I'm too afraid to go out and I can't stop thinking about what might happen if anybody else goes out. I'm scared of what might happen when the police find my dad, but I'm more scared of what might happen if they don't catch him soon. This is really a pretty insane story that OPs found themselves in. And all you can really do is just hope that things work out for OP and that they can catch the dad before they go and do something stupid. I would be terrified too though, I would not leave that house. Our next story is from ConfidentCold2281, Mother went and tried to take money out of my bank account. I, 23 year old female, had a student account under my parents account for a while. That student account turned into a regular standard account at the beginning of March due to me not being in school anymore found out that my mother went and tried to take money out of my bank account under the pretense of, well, it's my money since it's under my account. I then showed her that it is, in fact, no longer under her account, so she had no right of doing so. Only reason I'd found this information out is because she yelled at me about not having more than $50 available and my savings account being locked with a special pin and her not knowing the pin. The bank didn't notify me of this, nor was I told of any interaction of her trying to change said pin. She's still arguing that it's still her money and it's still under her account. Anyone want to swap mothers? Well, needless to say, never give that pin out and if you can, separate that account. Separate that account ASAP. Any bank worth their salt should be able to help you out. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily uploads. Our next story is from Kazuri Yu. Entitled Karen makes a fuss over my plane seat, then insists that I pay for her to move. So this happened back in January 2018, so my memory may be a bit fuzzy. I'm a 23-year-old man who usually visits my parents and siblings for Christmas and New Year's because that's the only time I can see them. So I'm in the airport waiting to board my flight as I see a woman getting angry because her kids were tired and wanted to get on the plane. I think nothing of it and hope that she's not sat near me. Note, she was at my gate. As it was approaching my seat, an aisle seat in business class, because I knew it would be smarter than asking people to stand up so I can get to the bathroom, when I get to my seat, I see one mother and two kids. One in my seat, and I tell the mother that that's my seat. She's visibly pissed at that statement and snaps back, No, it's not, runt. Me not wanting to have a fight on the plane grabs the attention of a flight attendant, and I show her my boarding pass. 
so the flight attendant asks her to move from my seat politely. And as if being asked to move set off the Karen, they said in a raised voice but not shouting, This is my seat, I paid for it, so screw off. The flight attendant, still being polite, asks to see the boarding passes to check the seats. The entitled mother pulls out two for the seats next to mine. The flight attendant, slightly less kind, says, Ma'am, these are only two boarding passes, where's the third one? The mother, thinking she's smart, says, I must have dropped the third one so I can't give it to you. So this causes me to butt into the conversation and say that I have the boarding pass for that seat because it's my seat. The look on her face, you would have thought that I slapped her kid and called her a witch because she then shouts, give me my boarding pass, you witch. I'm confused why she's so delusional at this point because it's obviously my ticket since I bought it. The next part was back and forth arguing which I can barely remember, but from what I do remember, it was the flight attendant saying that I clearly paid for this seat, as it had my name on the boarding pass and her arguing for a few more minutes before stopping, grinning and saying, well if you want me to move so bad, how about you pay to upgrade me and my children to first class? I responded by saying, miss, I only have a business class seat because I do a trip like this once a year? so I tend to be comfortable during my flight, and I don't have the funds for three first-class tickets. The flight attendant then says to the Karen, either you or one of your children will have to move, or else we will have to remove you from the flight. Then without holding back, she screeches, if I leave, he's going to touch my babies. Me and the flight attendant are physically taken aback after hearing this. After that, I stopped trying to be nice and responded, Get the freak out of my seat and never make those claims again, you self-centered witch. The flight attendant tries to calm me down and calls for security. In the end, the Karen and her children were escorted off the flight and I got a row to myself. I forgot about it until the other day, so I decided to post it here after getting into listening to these stories on YouTube. Anyways, thanks for reading my story. There really is something about planes that just attract Karens. I don't know where these Karens are going with their blabbermouth children that have no respect for anybody or anything, but it always astounds me when they try to pull a stunt like this and then act like they're being wronged and then keep digging a hole deeper and deeper until they just get kicked off the plane and probably banned or suspended. It's like, great, what did you accomplish any step of the way there? You literally just probably erased years of your life due to stress, didn't get to where you were trying to go to, and probably made it way more expensive and harder to get there to begin with. Our next story is from Shiren Deer, Toy Grabbing Trolley Lady. So today, I took my 6-month-old son grocery shopping. When I take him shopping, he sits in the baby seat attached to the trolley. Now, he has these toys with clips attached, so you can clip them to anything. I always bring one or two so my son has something to keep him busy so I can shop and not worry about him becoming upset. Once we were back at the car, I placed him in the car seat and went to return the trolley to the bay. This lady, the entitled mother, comes rushing up and asks for the trolley. There were hardly any around, it was pretty busy today, so I say sure, give me a second, as I unclip the toy. She looked at me and grabbed the trolley bar and said no, she wanted the toys too because she needed them to keep her kid happy. I told her these were my son's toys and she can't have them and started walking back to my car. She then asks if I can give her the toys, wait in my car for her to finish shopping and then she'll give them back. Her car wasn't too far from mine so I knew where she parked. I once again say no because I have frozens in the car and didn't want anything defrosting even with the chiller bags I have. 
I get to my car and she bumps me with the trolley screaming that she needs the toys, otherwise her kid would have a meltdown. I didn't see any kid, but I did see a car seat in her car. Who knows if she even had her kid with her. A trolley boy comes around to collect the strays around the parking lot and the lady starts screaming I stole her toys, I stole her toys. The poor kid who must have been around 16 just doing his job looks at me and the lady and asks if I can give her the toy back. The entitled mother looks at me smugly and holds her hand out as if I was just going to hand this toy over. I told him this was my son's toy and what happened and asked to see security so we could sort this out. Entitled mother happily says she'll talk to security because she's so upset I stole her kid's toy. I grab my son at the car seat, throw the toy into the back seat, and we go to the security office. Entitled mother the whole time crying that her kid's toy is in my car and how horrible I am for taking it. We both explain what happened to the security guard and both our stories. He asks Entitled Mother where her child is because it's a hot day and he's worried if she left them locked in a hot car. She looks stunned that she was asked that and starts stammering that the AC's on and her kids are sleeping so they're fine. He wasn't happy with this answer, clearly because the face he pulled. He says he would look at the security footage of the car park to see what happened. Entitled Mother then said she needed to get her kid out of the car and books it out the door into the car park. Security still watches the footage and says I can go, then asks if I want to call the police because she hit me with a trolley. My son's getting tired and fussy, so I just say to leave it. As I get back to my car, I notice her car's gone and there's a note on my window with just the word witch written on it. I'm gonna say this was a klepto type situation, like what other reason does a lady like this have for trying to steal these clip-on toys? If you guys got any theories, let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from NJ0. Entitled Mother says that I'll eventually get a husband despite me telling her that I don't want one. This happened a couple of years ago and it still continues to this day. And by the way, I'm not a full grown adult yet if you all are wondering. I've gotten pulled into a conversation with my mom where she was explaining to me that I'll eventually have a husband and kids one day or something. I told her, what if I don't want to have a husband? What if I don't want kids? And she was like, oh no, you will. I then told her, mom, do I not have a choice? She says, you just won't really do that well. Honestly, I don't know what she meant by that, but I'm assuming that she meant something like financially or emotionally, maybe even both. Don't even know if that made sense. I say, but mom, I'm sure that there's a lot of single people out there who are perfectly fine not having a partner or children. I think I trapped her in that moment because she stayed silent for quite a while. I thought she'd stop bringing up that topic after that, but no, she continued it, but that was almost months later or whatever. I'd already made it clear to her that I don't want either of the two countless times before, but really never gives me a choice. If I say something that seems contradicting to her words, then she considers it incorrect, and trust me, that's not the only thing she even does. I think what's frustrating is I think people in this kind of situation, they just don't have the awareness to understand that not everybody has a serious need or a cope to be with somebody or settle down like some people are just happier on their own. I think something that always frustrates me hearing about too is the people that know for a fact that they don't want kids. So they'll go into the doctors and ask for like a hysterectomy or a tubal ligation. Some of those people even in pain from other things that having those operations would help them with and being told by a doctor, 
Oh, well, you're too young to make that kind of a decision. What if you go on to regret it later? Those kinds of stories are very frustrating to hear about. Our next story is from The Book Nerd, entitled Dad Won't Update Mom About Brother's Checkups Because I Don't Talk to Him. For context, my parents are divorced, and I, female, 20, have been little contact with my dad since I turned 18, and no contact, except when his family comes in town and he's there, for about a year. On to the entitlement, I've been away at school most of the time, and I've tried to stay as much out of the drama as possible, since it always somehow comes back to being my fault since I'm no contact. So I come home for the weekend, and my mom has to call my dad about an issue with my brother, male, 17, technically 50-50 custody with my parents. I'm next to her so I can hear some of the conversation. The issue they're talking about, as usual, devolves into my dad talking about how my brother does so much better at his house, and then it gets into how he's changed his ADD meds a bit and has some doctor's appointments and is doing well. Per the custody agreement, my parents are supposed to share medical information so they're on the same page. Stuff like that. So, obviously, my mom asks why she hadn't been informed of this. Paraphrasing the conversation because this took place a few months ago, mom said, Why didn't you tell me about any of this? Dad says, Why don't you tell me anything about OP? Mom says, What does that have to do with brother? He says, Well, I expect the same courtesy. You know she won't talk to me. Mom says, She's an adult. I can't make her talk to you. He says, you've poisoned her against me. She's wicked. More insults about me that I can't or don't want to remember. She says, she's sitting right next to me. Dad shocked Pikachu face says, how dare you have her listen to our private conversation. Mom says goodbye dad's name and scene. Anyway, yet another reason I don't care to see him or talk to him, and it turns out that our past court-ordered intervention therapy did nothing for him, but I thought I'd share because I've been reading stories about other entitled parents on there recently, and I was reminded of this from the nightmares I've been having about him this week. I have many more stories about his entitlement, if anyone's interested. Well, I'm no lawyer, but considering their agreement, I don't think what the dad's doing here is necessarily legal. And if the mom's really looking for any form of revenge there, I feel like there's a pretty easy opportunity to strike here. Just depends how far you want to go with it. Either way, I don't blame OP for not wanting to talk to him. And our final story of the day is by Iggs2. Entitled mother freaks out and gets kicked out of a restaurant for not being seated fast enough. So this weekend, me and my sister were starving, and so we decided to go to our local chain wing restaurant. Me and my sister walked into the lobby at the same time as this family of seven, alongside an entitled mother, an entitled father, and five kids. They walked up to the counter and asked for a table for all of them, as we walked behind them and asked for a table of two. We went to go sit down as the entitled mother and father started talking loudly about how they hated the long wait times. The wait times could have been shorter if they booked a seat in the app, but the father had said it was a marketing scheme to get his information. Our wait was for 25 minutes, and we had to sit down next to them as the mother screamed at her kids because they were talking slash using their phone. The whole time, the mother and father would walk up to the counter and ask the waitress how long their wait was. After the 25-minute wait was up, the waitress got us some menus and asked us to come with her, and we walked with her to our table. We got halfway to our table until the mother walked up to us. She says, um, why are they leaving before us? The waitress says, because they have a smaller party. She says, okay, and we have small children. We need to be seated before those teenagers. 
The waitress says, ma'am, I understand, but you need to sit down. After I seat them, I'll be able to sit you. Entitled mother began to walk up to the waitress and get in her face. The waitress says, ma'am, please sit down. I need to sit them. After they're seated, you guys will be our top priority. She says, I have small children. They're getting impatient and they need to be seated. Mind you, her children didn't look impatient at all. If anything, they looked kind of sad. The waitress says, ma'am, I understand that, but we're a bit busy right now. Please go sit back down. She says, no, my children are starving and they need to be seated. The waitress says, ma'am, if you had used our app, then you could have possibly been sat down a bit earlier. At this point, the entitled father had walked up to the waitress, stood next to the mom, and they began to both argue with the waitress. The father says, me and my family have been waiting way too long and my children are starving. You need to sit us down before these brats. We have small children. My sister says, look, you guys are acting like jerks. Both of you just need to sit down and leave the waitress alone and just wait. It's not going to kill you. The entitled father, who was getting visibly angry, says, I don't give a freak. You aren't a parent, so you wouldn't understand how hard it is to take care of young children. So you wouldn't understand which... My sister was about to flip out on this guy, but I was trying to calm her down before this guy left in a body bag for calling her a witch. The waitress says, sir, you will not talk to our other patrons like that. Go sit down before you're asked to leave. The entitled father, now clearly pissed, says, go get your freaking manager. This is the worst customer service I've ever had. The waitress was pissed, but she went to go get her manager as the father was fuming and walked around the store in circles of rage. The manager came and they immediately started screaming at her as me and my sister started to laugh at how ridiculous the situation was. The manager, who barely knew about the situation, walked over to where the entitled parents were and started trying to help. The entitled father, who seemed to be in relief, said, Thank God. This witch. The manager says, Whoa there, you aren't going to be using profanities inside my restaurant. You need to get out of here. The entitled mom says, we aren't leaving until we eat. We have small children. The manager replies, I'm telling both of you politely, I understand you guys have small children, but there's plenty of other places you can go to. You need to get out before I call the cops on you guys for trespassing. This seemed to scare the entitled parents because they gathered their kids and ran out of there. Eventually, the waitress was able to seat us and we gave her a $20 tip. No one deserves to have to deal with an entitled parent. If this took place in the US, especially they don't get paid well enough to deal with those entitled parents. $20 tip well deserved. And it kind of blows my mind that they can't comprehend that a party of two can get seated way faster than a party of seven out of the blue. Literally any table in the entire place will sit that party of two. But you gotta work a little bit to sit seven, especially if you got some kid chairs. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 